So this is one of the current things that is really on my mind is obviously developing story, what happened in Texas. I guess I just wasn't paying as much of attention to the political discussion around gun control and gun rights. You know, it's been something that's been going on for a long time. See a lot of people like criticize NRA, this and that. I think the most well-funded lobbying organization there is, but there's also a well-funded lobbying organization for food companies, for pharmaceutical companies. Like this is just unfortunately the crony capitalism we have. Now that's its own problem that requires its own solutions. But fundamentally, the NRA, from my understanding, is their task with protecting the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. So we're going to go through a few tweets here. The way to think about this, which is how you should think about all politics, which is why my foray into politics in the past couple of years is very frustrating, because very few people do this. You see it more on the conservative side, but it's not everybody. Most people are not first principles thinkers. They cannot think from first principles. Their entire worldview is built on faulty principles. That's what makes it so damn hard to talk to them. You cannot have a conversation with someone. Like for example, I had one the other day. It was kind of a debate. It was just a conversation. It wasn't heated or anything. But his perspective was that private property was somehow bad or abused or something like that. When my perspective is, as an anarchist, I wouldn't really call me a libertarian, but if we had to have any government, I would definitely have the smallest government ever anarcho-capitalist, libertarian, I don't know, labels are dumb, whatever. He somehow believed that private property was a problem, where my perspective is that private property is the most important thing, <laughs> period, for human organization and human action. Because I understand Austrian economics, I understand the history of the world, and private property is everything. That's how you get prosperity, is people have to have confidence that they can invest in something and that their property rights will be uh, respected or protected. That's why America is the richest country in the world and has brought more prosperity to humanity, not just America itself, but humanity than any other country ever. Uh, democracy has problems though, yes. The United States has been further centralizing, further socializing, yes. These are all problems. But even today, we're still the freest country in the world. The right to bear arms is integral to that because when the guns go away, the government hyper extends their power and hyper centralizes and just finds every excuse in the book, every new crisis, whether they make it up, whether they manufacture it, or whether it's just something that happens they take advantage of. Every crisis, every fear-based mainstream media campaign of making the world be afraid is an opportunity for government to grant more power to itself and to its bureaucrats than before in the name of safety. And this has been happening forever since the dawn of time. The state, dictators, tyrants, whatever, consolidate power, benefit themselves, and then eventually lose power because you can only centralize too much until you kill yourself. And I think that's what's going to happen in America. I think there's almost no way around this. It might take a much longer time because of the certain separation of powers and whatever. Uh, but I mean, like even this generation of Congress and politicians that have been career politicians, like when those people all die out from old age, I don't know what comes next. You know, is it going to be a new, younger more aware of the past demographic of congressmen and you know a lot of a lot of them being conservatives or is it going to be more the liberal logic that has been going on for a while and growing with social media and whatever i mean i don't know it's pretty scary when you really think about it long term now my plan for the family is to make as much money as possible and when i say money i mostly say bitcoin but also having some hard assets and other things real estate some silver lots of guns and ammo food etc so that when that happens when we do have some kind of calamity that comes to a head, whether it is a civil war, whether it's a revolutionary war, whether it is a complete collapse of the state, our family is going to leave. 
we're going to go live somewhere else, maybe an island somewhere, maybe somewhere tropical, who knows, where all those resources that I accumulated over the years will be our lifeline, our insurance. I hope I never have to exercise that escape plan. I hope that doesn't happen. But if it does, we're going to act and we're going to act much sooner rather than later. While the majority of the population, even those with resources and means to leave, will stay and just hope for the best. That's not that's not me. That's not what I'm going to do. I know too much of history. <laughs> I know too much of human nature to take that risk. And with kids, you really, really have to be sensitive to that. You really, really have to think from first principles and critically think through this stuff and not just hope for the best. So here are a few tweets here. Never, never, never give up your right to bear arms. You are the greatest protector. No one will protect your life better than you, not the police or your favorite politician. You and only you are the best defense. Never let anyone shame you for standing up for your rights. The Hodge twins. The police actively blocked parents from going into the school to save their children. One mother hopped a fence, literally went to the classroom where her kids were at, took them and left. Disgusting. One man was tased, a father. One woman was arrested. Absolutely disgusting to me. I hope they get sued into fucking oblivion because if that was me, I'm afraid. So this is one of the current things that is really on my mind. It's obviously a developing story, what happened in Texas. I guess I just wasn't paying as much of attention to the political discussion around gun control and gun rights. You know, it's been something that's been going on for a long time. See a lot of people like criticize NRA, this and that. I think the most well-funded lobbying organization there is, but there's also a well-funded lobbying organization for food companies, for pharmaceutical companies. Like this is just unfortunately the crony capitalism we have. Now that's its own problem that requires its own solutions. But fundamentally, the NRA, from my understanding, is their task with protecting the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. So we're going to go through a few tweets here. The way to think about this, which is how you should think about all politics, which is why my foray into politics in the past couple of years is very frustrating because very few people do this. You see it more on the conservative side, but it's not everybody. Most people are not first principles thinkers. They cannot think from first principles. Their entire worldview is built on faulty principles. That's what makes it so damn hard to talk to them. You cannot have a conversation with someone. Like for example, I had one the other day. It was kind of a debate. It was just a conversation. It wasn't heated or anything. But his perspective was that private property was somehow bad or abused or something like that. When my perspective is, as an anarchist, I wouldn't really call me a libertarian, but if we had to have any government, I would definitely have the smallest government ever. Anarcho-capitalist, libertarian, I don't know. Labels are dumb, whatever. He somehow believed that private property was a problem, where my perspective is that private property is the most important thing, <laughs> period, for human organization and human action. Because I understand Austrian economics, I understand the history of the world, and private property is everything. That's how you get prosperity, is people have to have confidence that they can invest in something and that their property rights will be uh, respected or protected. That's why America is the richest country in the world and has brought more prosperity to humanity, not just America itself, but humanity than any other country ever. Uh, democracy has problems though, yes. The United States has been further centralizing, further socializing. Yes, these are all problems. But even today, we're still the freest country in the world. The right to bear arms is integral to that because when the guns go away, the government hyper extends their power and hyper centralizes and just finds every excuse in the book, every new crisis, whether they make it up, whether they manufacture it, or whether it's just something that happens they take advantage of. Every crisis, every fear-based mainstream media campaign of making the world be afraid is an opportunity for government to grant more power to itself and to its bureaucrats 
than before in the name of safety. And this has been happening forever since the dawn of time. The state, dictators, tyrants, whatever, consolidate power, benefit themselves, and then eventually lose power because you can only centralize too much until you kill yourself. And I think that's what's going to happen in America. I think there's almost no way around this. It might take a much longer time because of the certain separation of powers and whatever. Uh, but I mean, like even this generation of Congress and politicians that have been career politicians, like when those people all die out from old age, I don't know what comes next. You know, is it going to be a new, younger, more aware of the past demographic of congressmen and, you know, a lot of, a lot of them being conservatives, or is it going to be more the liberal logic that has been going on for a while and growing with social media and whatever? I mean, I don't know. It's pretty scary when you really think about it long-term. Now, my plan for the family is to make as much money as possible. And when I say money, I mostly say Bitcoin, but also having some hard assets and other things, real estate, some silver, lots of guns and ammo, food, etc. So that when that happens, when we do have some kind of calamity that comes to a head, whether it is a civil war, whether it's a revolutionary war, whether it is a complete collapse of the state, our family is going to leave. We're going to go live somewhere else, maybe an island somewhere, maybe somewhere tropical, who knows, where all those resources that I accumulated over the years will be our lifeline, our insurance. I hope I never have to exercise that escape plan. I hope that doesn't happen. But if it does, we're going to act and we're going to act much sooner rather than later. While the majority of the population, even those with resources and means to leave, will stay and just hope for the best. That's not that's not me. That's not what I'm going to do. I know too much of history. <laughs> I know too much of human nature to take that risk. And with kids, you really, really have to be sensitive to that. You really, really have to think from first principles and critically think through this stuff and not just hope for the best. So here are a few tweets here. Never, never, never give up your right to bear arms. You are the greatest protector. No one will protect your life better than you, not the police or your favorite politician. You and only you are the best defense. Never let anyone shame you for standing up for your rights. The Hodge twins. The police actively blocked parents from going into the school to save their children. One mother hopped a fence, literally went to the classroom where her kids were at, took them and left. Disgusting. One man was tased, a father. One woman was arrested. Absolutely disgusting to me. I hope they get sued into fucking oblivion because if that was me, I'm afraid for what I would do. If you were preventing me from going to save my children and you are now in my way, you are my fucking enemy. Makes me sick. Makes me vomit. That and then the fact that they stood outside for an hour because they might get shot. Like what are you, what, what line of work are you in? What are you doing? Firefighters don't go into a burning building. They might get burned. Give me a fucking break. Like this one from Cat Turd. Great account. If children are being shot, you go in with whatever weapon you have. And you go in now. Give me a rock, a knife, a ballpoint motherfucking pen. <laughs> like you, the thing that, that boggles my mind is like, I've in, I've played this out in my, my head. Like it's an elementary school. Lots and lots of corridors, doors, lots of cover lockers. There's all these things that you can peek around and you can see this dude walking with an assault rifle, Kevlar on. He's not running fast. He's actually slowed down by this heavy bulky shit. You could literally from around corners throw rocks at his damn head. And if you had five parents doing that, willing to do that to distract him and keep him preoccupied so that he wouldn't be slaughtering innocent children, then that's what you do. I can't help but feel that these cops should be held responsible for some of these deaths somehow, even though that kind of goes against, you know, my basic 
idea of personal responsibility and everything, they actively prevented parents and others from defending their children. That just, to me, that's like an accessory to murder. I, I don't really know how else to think about that. And then here, this guy who should be given a medal. He's a freaking hero. He's an off-duty border agent. He charged alone and he killed the shooter while dozens of cops wait outside. Here's another one. Why is it so hard for Democrats to admit anyone willing to shoot his own grandmother in the face, then murder 19 children and two teachers, will not ob obey any laws to come up with? Exactly. That's the whole damn point. Criminals love strict gun laws because they don't abide by them anyways. It's literally no skin off their back. Here's another one. How did an 18-year-old kid afford 4K in gear and a brand new truck? Can't stop thinking about this one. Here's a good one from Michael Miles. You'll learn more about how politics works in reality by watching soap operas like Gossip Girl or WWE wrestling than any civics class. When the storyline stops serving the narrative, all the characters act as if they never happened to begin with. For the blue-pilled, reality itself is a social construct. Very true. Here's a good one, though. This is the fundamental flaw of all liberal logic. The Democrats want more state control, more laws. They want to uh, basically legalize or illegalize, illegalize, is that even a word? Or make illegal everything that they deem as good or bad. They want to control it with laws and regulations. They, the state, more state. It's very simple. Uh, Democrats, liberals want more state because they think that laws make everything better and equal and fair. And then you have on the other side, conservatives generally, uh, or even like myself, someone who just understands economics and understands the state, etc. More state is never the answer. This is the first principle. It doesn't matter anything else above that. As tragic as this is, more states aren't the answer. More laws aren't the answer. If anything, support for early warnings of young troubled kids is the answer, right? Or other things like that. Not going to the tool that some person used, some distraught kid that was, from what I've heard, many cries for help, pointing BB guns at people, killing a, a cat. It was like sitting in his car, posting this on social media. Maybe an early warning system so that somebody can go to that kid and say, hey, what's going on? How can I help you? Or be a support system or something. Instead, going to the tool he used. If he got in a car and drove through a parade and killed a bunch of people, will we talk about banning cars? No, it seems ridiculous. But because we don't understand the necessity of firearms and people view them as something that you don't need or whatever, they don't understand anything about the founding of this country, about other countries. They don't understand anything about history. They look at a firearm as something indispensable. No, they look at it as something dispensable. Students of history, students of the Constitution, know that firearms are indispensable. You cannot violate this amendment and have freedom because the state always encroaches to tyranny and guns protect you from that. More armed citizens keep the government in check. Period, full freaking stop. This is just the first principle. You have to understand this. And with that, just like with driving, with cars, come risks. Yes, but so do risks come with kitchen knives. Or like in the case of 9-11, box cutters. Apparently that's what they used. <laughs> if you think that the state is going to make life fair and equal, then you are a child. If you think that freedom is a privilege that groupthink gets to give and take away, then you have lost. If you take full responsibility for every aspect of your life, then you are an adult. I did a TikTok on this because it's just like the dumbest liberal logic ever. This Joe account, oh my gosh, she's just so, she's just an idiot, sorry. And it's like, sometimes it's so bad that it almost feels like satire. Like she's just doing it for attention and she knows how dumb it is, but whatever. 
When a gun is so fucking powerful that an entire police force is too afraid to engage with one of them, you know it's time to fucking ban them. So the cops that won't protect you, um, <laughs> you want to ban it so that no one can protect themselves, and you want to rely on the police to hopefully do their job? Again, liberal logic. Trust the state. Trust armed police that have historically killed lots of innocent people and that have overused their weapons in a lot of cases. Like, what, what, what about the liberal whole BLM thing and the whole George Floyd thing? Did y'all forget about that? Because you were talking about getting rid of the police. Now you want to make it so that only the police can have guns? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You are out of your fucking mind. Unbelievable, the stupidity here. Complete and utter stupid. I genuinely believe that they're stupid people. And a lot of times, it's not because, like, they're unable to not be stupid. I think a lot of people are able to be not stupid. There are a lot of people able to be not stupid. Like this person, she can write, use Twitter, whatever. She's probably smart enough to like pay her bills and, and like kind of balance her finances. She was at least smart enough to go on Twitter and appeal to the mob to get 374,000 followers. But she's not smart enough to see through her own stupid bullshit bias. And that's the thing here. And there's a lot of research around this where experts are more likely to have very stupid recommendations and not be able to see through their own stupidness because they are intellectually strong. And what that does is it allows them to tell lies to themselves and believe their bullshit. That's what it is. When you're smart, you're good at bullshitting. The, the difference between a smart person though and an awake person and an aware person and a first principles thinker is the ability to not bullshit yourself and then believe it. If you're bullshitting someone else and you know you're doing that, well, then you know, you're using a skill and you're aware of it and whatever, that's a skill. But if you're bullshitting yourself, you're stupid, you're ignorant, you're dogmatic, you're biased, and you're so much so that you cannot even see that what you're doing to yourself. You're gaslighting yourself, basically. It's, it's sad, pathetic. It just sucks, man, because there's a lot of people like this and they vote and they, they yell and scream and kick and people follow them and ah, it's just, it's just, it's brutal. This is just so brutal, this logic, this, ah, oh, it's so brutal. I'm like, out of all the current things that's been going on the past two years, this is probably the thing that's really getting to me the most, is attacking the tool itself, when really we need more law-abiding citizens to use this tool. There was actually one of these posts here um, of a woman that, let me see, she actually killed a, a would-be shooter. Well, I don't, I don't see it, but a woman kills a man going into a party or crowd with an AR-15, she kills him before he can kill anybody. That's what we need more of. Because if you think that, here's the other thing, like, okay, you create gun laws, you ban them even, criminals will get them, they don't care, they will get them, period. Just like the war on drugs, you ban all these drugs, people get drugs. You, you cannot ban something so that it doesn't exist. It will not happen, especially in America. We're so far beyond that, it's not even possible, okay? You then rely on only the state and the police to have weapons. So that for 10 minutes while they're driving to the scene, you're just what, target practice? For some crazy person that obtained their firearm illegally? And you think that's gonna be a safer world? If you believe that, if in your mind that computes because you've actually thought about it, then there's really nothing to talk about. And you can believe that all you want, until hopefully someday you aren't in one of these situations and you're so thankful that that woman took out that dude as they were, as he was about to unload 
thick ass slugs into your fucking children. I hope that doesn't happen to you. But if it does, maybe then you'll see and wake up. Human desire to have the simple solution is well understood. It's another cognitive blind spot we have. Oh, kid uses gun. Oh, gun's bad, therefore. Oh, solution, ban guns. That like one plus one plus one equals three logic, it doesn't add up. In most cases, it actually ends up in negative three. It actually makes things worse and it makes it easier for criminals to do their crazy shit. The why of all this is, I believe, breakdown of community, no longer strong family units, the narcissism of our culture, social media, and just the fake everything that everything is, the fiat everything of our culture, very much connected to the fiat money printer, which is why I'm a hardcore Bitcoiner. And I think Bitcoin is going to change the world for the better. I mean, I know it is, but the whys are many. The possible preventative and mitigating measures are many too. But they are not rewriting the Constitution. That's for damn sure. Because you can do that. And then who becomes the biggest threat? And then let's see how much you like that. Because this is what I think of every time I see a, a Democrat or a liberal, especially the ones on Twitter that are really loud and aggressive, like those aggressive Karens, those aggressive conformists. I think about the people that were fighting to keep Jim Crow laws and segregation and all these things that were done to blacks in the history of America, uh, all the way back to slave owners. These people that go out and they try to aggressively defend the status quo. And this one, this case is not with really the status quo, but it's the same group of people. They believe that the law is the law, the state knows best, and that's what's there, so that's what we have to defend, like the typical liberal logic. These people are the same people that are today going on Twitter, and whatever the current thing is, that's what it is. It's the same thing. I think about it every time. And there's they've done polls, and I'll, then I'll let you go. They've done polls where they ask college students, or it was a professor did this or whatever, where he asked them if we were back in the times when slavery was legal, would you have been an abolish, abolish, what is it, abolishist? Abolitionist. Would you have been an abolitionist or pro-slavery? And everybody says that they would have been an abolitionist. And everybody says they would have been an abolitionist. But the numbers don't support that. In fact, it was some like absurd, like 90% or maybe it was like 80% or some absurd majority of people would have been pro-slavery because that was the status quo. Let's keep things the same. The way it is now must be the best way, right? Think about that anytime you're hopping on the bandwagon of the current thing or the status quo and ask yourself, am I using that same logic? Am I just a lemming or a sheep that looks at all the other people that say this is the right way or the best way? And am I, am I hopping on that and foregoing my ability to critically think for myself because I'm succumbing to groupthink? That's the big question that every single person needs to ask. Get the Better Human newsletter over at thebetterhuman.co. 